Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. Yeah, that's right, it's Judd's Hockey Show. Um, it's Judd's Hockey Show on a Sunday evening after the Dallas Stars beat the Wild 6-3. to three. And um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta be frank here. Okay. Declan Goff. I'm Judd, not Frank. Yeah, I'm Declan. But I have to be frank. Declan, um, okay, it is time to sound the alarm and and here's what really bothered me so post game tonight just to lay the to set the scene for you the viewers um since it, it was a tnt game the uh the post game was not i don't think it's streamed and it was obviously not shown on yeah it's on valley sports com, i believe you can okay get it there if you but i mean it's not like shown like if you're right. watching the game you can't just dip in and, and watch it Audra. so um so so Sturm came in first and looked like he had been tied to a chair while ha- having to watch his dog die. Jesus. Very down in the dumps. Okay. Very down in the dumps. Yeah, because you were at the game. I was not. Yeah, yes, I was at the game. But more importantly, I, I was at the post game. Yeah. So Sturm looked like his dog just died, which is, you know, appropriate for of, how yeah. this team played. That's bad. Um, Kakinen came in, and, you know, he wasn't – I mean, he played an awful game. He got – taken out but he was he was he was i think um fittingly taken aback a little bit not too happy Sturm was Sturm was way more down in the dumps than capo but i think capo was in capo's defense a little shell shocked mm-hmm. uh then dumba came in who spoke to the team post game and dumba was you could tell he was searching now he he had missed a handful of games previous to this. And so his basic point was, I saw this team from afar for a week plus and had some thoughts and then returned tonight. And we certainly didn't play well. And so I shared some thoughts. So I thought Dumba was, was not as bad as Sturm as far as being down in the dumps, but he was clearly bothered. And then Dean Everson came in. Okay. I love Dean. And Dino's great. Dino's great. I like him, too. He's done a good job. Mm-hmm. But we got the sort of cheerful, you know, we're not playing well, but it's not like the game in the game a week ago Saturday in, in Calgary was awful. But since then, we played hard. And Dino talked about, <clears throat> excuse me, how well this team played at times tonight. And basically, when asked by by our friend, Michael Russo the about show. the fact that this team seems to be mentally fragile. 
said, yeah, that's what, that's the term that we've used. Fragile. Our team is fragile right now. It's not that they're playing terrible hockey, but they're fragile. And then, and then Dean said, and the players told me flat out, if you are going to give us the day off tomorrow, excuse me, you know, we don't want that. We want to come in and work. We want to work our way out of this. And that, that's great. And Dean did confirm that, that there was, after that performance, n- not a plan to give the team the day off. Anyway, long story short, it is March. The playoffs are fast approaching. The Wild, who were on a magical carpet ride of a season weeks ago, um, have now have now lost 8 of 10 games. Cool. Tonight was, as far as I'm concerned, a, a atrocious performance. I know, come on, they rallied, and I know the first period. Well, guess what? The game is, last time I checked, 60 minutes. You need good goaltending. The same bugaboos week after week now, unfortunately, game after game, are biting this team in the ass. The head coach admits that the team is mentally fragile right now. And yet he's trying to put sort of that happy face on it. Um, there's no time for this crap. Like, this has to end right now. And I don't know if it's a trade, and we've discussed this uh, nauseum, but I don't know if it's a trade for a goaltender. I don't know exactly what the move is. But Sturm was asked post game about potential changes. If things don't change, you know, if you don't start to improve. And I thought to myself, potential changes? There are changes coming here. Like, you're going to have to do some things here to write. You, I don't think you can just punt on this team and be like, well, we went, we went in the crapper, and so too bad. See you next, uh, next fall. No, that's not how this works. So I guess I'm bothered by the head coach's attempt now to slow play the struggles and to admit when, when – I'm sorry, but when you are saying that this team is mentally fragile – and I have really bad past wild PTSD because that's what this team's always been. Like this is team was going to be different. And now you're just mentally fragile again. And oh boy, we can't get it on our right. And like, what is this just going to last another month? Well, we're mentally fragile. And now and you are, you are close to being out of a playoff spot now. Now I guess that you could fall out and battle your way back in, but that was not supposed to be the story of the 2021-22 Minnesota wild season. So excuse me for not just shrugging along with the head coach and being like, hi, yeah, that was fun. And now you're mentally fragile. Mentally fragile is a warning alarm. It's a three alarm fire. It's not like, well, we tried, but we're mentally breaking down. I'm sorry. That's not a good excuse. Um, Here's all. I know, and this disgusts me. Ryan Suter came into your barn tonight and helped do your team in. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, Cabo couldn't have been worse. Um, gave, up, gave up three goals in the second period, the last one of which by, uh, which was the what? The second goal of the game by Jason Robertson, who got a hat trick for the second consecutive game, becoming the second guy in franchise history to do that. Bill Goldsworthy of the North Stars, it's been that long, was the other. um, That was a terrible goal. The first Robertson goal was a puck that Capo has to swallow. The next one was, God bless him, good kid, I'm sure, Riley Tufty, who's had great, you know, success here. He's a local kid, but he scores a goal that has to be eaten up. 
And then you get the two late goals from Kaprizov, and you're like, oh, we're within one goal. Uh, that, 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 that crap doesn't do it for, for me. I want a team that's not mentally fragile. I want the team back that we saw Declan a month and a half ago. Um, this is this to me is just really frustrating, and it frustrates me to have this like, well, we'll snap out of this. Okay, but what happens if you do make the playoffs and this happens again? Like the playoffs are about being mentally tough. That's yep. what that's what the National Hockey League playoffs are built on. It's built on being a bleep kicking player who doesn't just, you know, one game, I get it. Two games, I get. A week, disturbing. But Dex, this is 10 games you've won twice and you're mentally fragile. And somehow that, oh, we're going to work on that tomorrow. Give me a break. Sorry. Bravo. Bravo. Just ridiculous. I, I, and I know you were pent up. You weren't next to me at the game, so you couldn't voice out your frustrations to me like Judd usually likes to do. Actually, Judd likes to be left alone when, when, when we're at games. During I, the play, I like to be left yeah, alone. But yeah, during the play, I don't, like to... don't, don't, don't talk to him. But then he'll rib me during the intermissions. Uh, this, is, uh, this is bad. This is, this is really bad. Um, yeah. I, I was trying to have some tepid expectations and tepid cautions, cautious mindset of, hey, it's, it's a slump, and you're going to go through this going to be okay you've come out of these things before and just naturally with how well you've been playing you know you're going to lose some games but with how this is how, how they're losing how they're losing games they're scoring first and they're losing games their goaltending no matter who they seem to start isn't helping them their special teams has been atrocious I got penalty kill and that. power play it's it is it sucks as dino said um you're you're having to change up your lines your first line center is being moved all over um analytically you know expected goal rates are saying well these games should be closer these games your goaltending is bad and the goaltending is bad the goaltending's been bad offensively the wilds still have the one of the best offenses in the league but at the end of the day their goaltending is hurting them regardless yep. analytics it doesn't matter. You're losing games. You're losing games, and, you're, and you've built up that cushion, that, that beautiful cushion you built up is for nothing now because the Stars have basically erased a, what, nine-point deficit in two and a half weeks. When I, I think I buried the Stars three weeks ago on this. I was like, oh, I'm not worried about Dallas, and oh, I'm not worried about the Wild even being a wild card team because they have the second-place spot in this division on lock. Egg on my face now, a month later. No problem admitting we're wrong on this show. We do it every Wednesday and Thursday. Hit the subscribe button for daily uh, accountability sessions and when we admit we're wrong right here on this YouTube channel. But it's, uh, it, it's painful, and, it's, and it stinks. The trade deadline is now, what, 15 days away, Judd? It, it's, it's two weeks from Monday. Um, Bill Guerin was on the TNT broadcast in the middle of the, of the end of the second intermission into the third, and obviously they asked him the elephant in the room, are you going to make trades? And he said we don't want to make a panic move, but at the same time, you know, we owe it to this team. We owe it to the fan base to try to do something here. I guess my type of reaction to this is if I want to see the effort of at least trying it, trying to go for it. And if, and if, you're, and if you're a little scared and you have, well, if this team's going to go in the tank, I, I don't want to give up future assets or draft picks. No. You're just going to go back to the drawing board next October and say, well, we, uh, we tried, and now here we go. We'll just hold on to all these prospects, all five of them, all ten of them. They're all going to be NHL superstars. No, they're not. No, they're not. And you're in a position in the draft order where you don't have an elite pick. You're going to be outside the lottery. You're going to be outside the top 15 even. You're not going to find a stud year in and year out from drafting there every time. So I think Bill Guerin owes it to the fan base. He owes it to the team in the locker room there. 
you have to try something by the trade deadline, which is now 15 days away. But what the hell has happened? Like mentally weak, you can't just agree with the question to that. This is professional sports and shrug it off. Like that is a huge, that mentally weak, this team, a month ago, a month and a half ago, we were talking about leadership and how it was different. And Dino was using every post-game presser to take not so veiled shots at Suter and Parisi and the rest of the team that thankfully is gone. And on our show here, we were dancing on the grave of the old (laughs) wild and how mentally weak and inept that team was on Valentine's day. The wild were nine points back of the abs and nine points clear Mm -hmm. of the stars and they had at the time on valentine's day the third best points percentage in the national hockey league 732 Mm -hmm. russo tweeted that he tweeted this tonight the wild are now 18 points back of the abs and tied with dallas and have the 13th 13th after being third best points percentage in the league it has gone from 732 on Valentine's Day to 620 now. And again, I will ask a very simple question. What the hell has happened here? I, I know, man. Like, and, and I don't even know where to start assessing the blame. And look, you can tell me to calm down. And I, and I was as high on this team as the next guy, which, which fuels my frustration. But the fact is, the wheels have come off and nobody appears to be the mechanic, including the coach. Yeah. Like he, I, I, I get what he's trying to do, right? I, know, I get I the whole, it's, you know, um, yeah, we're, you know, but Dean, listen, let me tell you something. Expectations were high. They should have been. You fueled them and you, and you were doing a great job. But Dex, like you just said, the goaltending is horrific. Like this doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Um, Dumbo was back and, but I mean, John Merrill, I, I don't know how he, I don't know how he looked on, on the TNT telecast, but watching him, I mean, he has definitely taken a huge step back. Um, how many chances did this team have, Dex, tonight from, like, grade A from the slot? Zuccarello had at least two in which he was grade A in the slot and didn't get a shot off. Yeah. And I don't know if he's trying to play hurt. He probably is, but, he's okay, it's March. Yeah, Lots he, of guys are. Those Those two chances he missed were – were painful and, and he was fighting it. You know, he was vocal that he was, it was clear that or not vocal. It was telling that he yep. was very upset that he missed all those chances. Um, but I always, it's always a ball breaker, right? When you go into an intermission, giving up a goal like that and ticky tacky reviews, it was a long one. You know, the skate was in Capo and then Capo gets pushed, you know, it, regardless, you, you, you blew another situation where you w- could have went in that period. And the wild for the most part in that first period, Judd looked great. It was kind of like, okay, here we go. Just how nice is it to get a nice 20-minute start here? They haven't had a nice first 20-minute start, and he gets all the wind out your sails. And then because you lose the challenge, obviously, you're on the penalty kill to start the second period. Obviously, Dallas is able to score there, and everything snowballs away on from there. And and the the game feels closer because the Wild, for whatever reason, were able to maintain, maintain the game the last nine minutes with the goaltender pulled. Um, but Which is ridiculous again, too. But to your your original point of – how much blame can we have put on Dean here? Like, I guess my, my gut and what I, my gut reaction to that is like, I don't know if I can put any blame on Dean. I, I'm not trying to say he isn't at fault either, 
But I, I don't know, Judd, where I can assess much blame on Dean right now. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of puzzled. I'm kind of well, – as puzzled as I am with this team, I'm kind of puzzled at what to make of how to, Dean can help them get out of this funk. I think there's a time to be a player's coach because, as we saw with Zim, if you are on bleep hole, players are going to tune you out and you're go, going to lose the locker room, and that is what probably often results in coaches losing their job. All right. Having said that, I don't agree with after a loss like this, just going along with, yeah, yeah, we're mentally fragile right now. If a reporter suggested that to me, I, I would say, you know what? You're right. And that ends right now. Like, if you think that this room is as well constructed as, as we thought, including us. So, like, yes. I am I am fully on board with indicting us. But if you think that this room is as well constructed as we thought and praised them for and talked about and they talked about, mentally fragile is not an option here. A few bad games. Yeah, a bad week again. Concerning, but yeah. But this is ten games now, and and right. here and and the worst part, and and uh, a Sturm alluded to this, and he's accurate. He's like the our ups and our downs are ridiculous. Yeah, you know, really five consecutive defeats going through the Winter Classic, right? Yeah, come back and what six to eight games games decks. You're looking great. Okay, yeah, now they're back, and we both said okay. That five-game spurt was was their spurt. I mean, we talked about how this team, we didn't see an extended bad period. Well, now you've come back again, and in the last 10 games, you're terrible. That's ridiculous. Like, that is not what winning teams do. Winning teams go through rough spurts. Totally get that. But this uh, pendulum swing, this roller coaster, I don't know what the hell to call this, that's not what a strong team does, and and the coach just basically flat out admitting. And I and Dex to, to your point, special teams last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. Okay, the power play is one for twenty. The power play with Kaprizov, with Fiala, yeah. with a, a lot of you know a lot of decent hockey players, and in Kaprizov's case, probably a superstar, one for twenty. Conversely, the penalty kill. In 23 times shorthanded in the same time period, seven games, has given up 10 goals. Like, what the? Again, I'll, I'll ask a question. What the hell is going on here? Uh, None of this is excusable. No, me. it's not. It's not. And what's even more remarkable is and when you get down, and this does seem to happen here, and, it, and when you're getting towards the end of the season, because this bleed that the Wild have, I mean, Judd, they have 67 points right now, and they're a point out for being in fifth place in the division because of the Preds and Stars now back on your tail. Yes. Um, and now that you're going to get jumbled, and now that things are going to get really tangled, excuse me, you're going to have to get to these tie-breaking situations, potentially, with your head-to-head records and all this stuff. Well, the issue is, once you get after, you know, the greater number of points earned, the fifth one, or uh, sixth one on there, is your goal is your greater goal differential. Yeah. And because the Wild have had their goaltender pulled so much, they have actually are hurting their chances with that kind of tiebreaker. I, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but 9.5%. I saw this note. 9.5% of the Wild's goals allowed this season have come with the empty net. Yep. Um, friend of the show, Michael Roos, and I were discussing that on the, on the way earlier, this, down, in the, down in, to the postgame earlier this week when, uh, when they beat the Flyers, that you know if they're going to get into a tiebreaking situation and it's as great as they played, with the goaltender pulled earlier in the season, with how frequent they're doing it now, 
that eventually is going to potentially hurt them as well. So everything is not working here. I mean, winning cures all, right? Winning cures all. So if, yeah. if, if this is just your classic Homer Simpson swoon season and then you can get out of it, great. But I would just be very, very disappointed if we get to the trade deadline here in two weeks and you continue to play middling hockey and you squeeze into that uh, the playoff field because I still believe the Wild will obviously be in the playoffs when it's all said and done. But if you, so. if, you, if you just get bounced in the first round from where we were looking at this team just a month ago, man, that is a massive disappointment. If this team does not significantly pick up how it's playing, they will miss the playoffs. Like, they're that bad right now. Well, they're yeah. that bad. And, and like, if you just go with the, woe is us, man, we are mentally, we are mentally weak. Where do you go from there? Like, you know, who's going who's gonna to put a skate boot to this team's ass? Because it, it appears, because they just talk about, yeah, I mean, we're, it's a great room and our our leadership dynamic is fantastic. And I watched that piece of garbage tonight. And I'm sorry, one period. I'm not going to get excited. You played so well in the first. Okay, but you, I, I mean, think about this for a second. That is a very, that's a split call there. That that the first goal is scored by Pavelski. Uh, Sagan, obviously, it appeared, went into Capo first. Goudreau then pushed him. So it's, it's a close call. Like I, it's just a close call and you don't get it. Okay. That that's too bad, but it's one-to-one after one. And the wild acted like something terrible had happened. Like, okay, you challenged it. You lost. They get a power play. That's too bad. But you know, they played so well, but they had played so well, and that threw them off. Mm-hmm. Like you, you might as well. Dec- if that's your mentality, decline the playoff invitation. Don't even show up. Like if you can't fight through that, I, if if you're just like, well, I mean, oh boy, we didn't get that call. Like Dex, we've talked about this a thousand times. Officiating, in your opinion, is going to screw you constantly. Yep, always is. An official took Kaprizov out tonight. <laughs> no, no it was a mistake. It was yeah, an accident. But if you're going to allow officiating to dictate your your feelings, your feelings are hurt because you didn't get the call, then don't go to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I just, I can't believe that this team that we praise is doing this. Yeah. And like, just looks like, you know, well, we're going to practice tomorrow. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to practice. Like, we're not going to take a day. You've got the Rangers on Tuesday. The New York Rangers are really good. They will run you out of your own building unless yeah. you pull your head out, out of a certain orifice really soon and start to engage in playing hockey. And then you, you've got games after that at Detroit, at Columbus. And then, Dex, you've got nine consecutive home games in which, in which I mean, we have said all year long, Wilds played a ton of road games, and for a while it was games in hand, right? Like, they yeah. got all these points, and they did. And that is slowly but surely gone. Um, in fact, I believe that technically, because the Stars and Wild are now tied in points, the Wild is still technically in third because they've played 64 games now, and if I'm not mistaken, the the Stars have played 65. But the point being is, that's going to be gone soon, and then you play nine consecutive home games in which if you don't make hay there, you might not be in the playoffs. Yeah. And, and it's not 
this is the schedule they're dealt. This was the schedule they were dealt. Man. Yeah, it, it, it'd be great if, 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 if they if they had to deal with that. Yeah. And to your point about referees, same thing. Yeah, referees, officiating is atrocious. Okay, officiating is bad. I don't care. Why are other teams winning then? Why are other teams winning games and figuring out ways to overcome that? Is it just everyone's everyone's out to get you? We're a Minnesota right. sports, and, and, and we're going we're gonna to blame the Zebras. They're out to get us. They're taking out our best player. What the hell are they doing? They don't know what a cross-check is. They don't know what goaltender interference is. Win the damn game. Win the damn game, and that's all I care about. Um, it is disappointing that they have basically have fallen on their face here over the last two and a half weeks. I don't know. I, I don't seem, and it's fine, but I don't seem to have as much doom and gloom as you do. I'm definitely as upset and as, as pissed off, I believe, as you are. I do. I just, I'm channeling a little differently. I, I still have optimism that they should be able to turn things around. But it is, it is, this is a sound-the-alarm type of moment here. Well, tonight was, to tonight me, was. incredibly disturbing. Yeah. Like, I haven't been I, – I just – I don't like it because I know what this team is capable of. And, and yes, there was probably some point in time this season where they 100% overachieved. And I get that. Like yeah, they really weren't at the, they weren't that good, and I get that. But Dex, what they're doing right now is abysmal. And, and I'm not saying it's tonight; it's the Flyers game. Philadelphia Flyers. Let me be very, very clear. Suck. Yeah, they're bad. The Philadelphia Flyers are terrible. Yeah. And you, you had to keep coming back. I mean, they kept, and, and that's on Talbot, but that's on the entire team too. Um, and then, okay, you come back, you win. So. No complaints. You won. You come back in Buffalo. Same BS. And yeah. Buffalo's no great shakes. Mm-hmm. And and you go up by a goal. And I tweeted, they need to win by at least two here. Because I'm tired of this. Oh, yeah. And then sure enough, sure enough, they don't get the goaltending. They fall flat. Their mojo is gone. I really see a team that a big part of their problem, it looks like they are feeling sorry for themselves consistently. And I will say this. So, and I don't know if it's the Calgary games in particular, but if you watch that game tonight, and I think it might be the Flames games, Dex, but but just go along with my sure. logic here. Okay. It looked to me like Dallas had watched the Flames games because now oh. the flame the Flames are a more talented team. I think I know where you're going. But like the amount of stick checks, the amount of ability to frustrate was largely the template. Yeah. And and that's what the wild and and this is on dean they have to adjust right and instead it's like oh no this again what are we gonna do what are we gonna i mean the amount of times they allowed themselves to be stick stick checked at first i thought oh dallas is playing well and then i thought no this is now like at some point in time you have to do something protect the damn puck dallas was giving the puck away in the first period as good as the wild played dallas was terrible and they were turning the puck over in their own zone, right and left. And the Wild didn't capitalize. And then the last two periods, Dallas played well and locked things down more. But it looked to me like the Calgary plan. And that, as we talked about after the Flames games, that's playoff hockey, dude. Yeah, That's how you play. So if you can't adjust, again, don't go. You're screwed. I, I think, uh, to your point, with Dallas seeing what Calgary did, I think I think the blueprint is out on how to beat the Wild right now. Yes. Like the blueprints out, correct. Like the Flyers almost beat the Wild, right? The Flyers, yep. the Flyers yep. almost beat the Wild, not just because of bad luck, but terrible because they know how to beat them. And and with and that's where I really think if I was running this team, 
I would make the trade for goaltending. Because right now, of all those bad things happening, Capo, Kakinen, and Cam Talbot can't bail you out right now. They have no goaltenders can bail you out after horse bleep performances in front of you. They can bail you out. They don't have the goaltenders to do that. They're allowing a crap ton of goals, and other teams are coming in here with physicality. And I maybe maybe this is even in the first half of the year when they were beating teams. It was teams kind of realized what the hell we game planned. All right, if we shut down Kirill Kaprizov or try to do something to slow him down, can these other guys start scoring? And those other guys did, right? Because remember, Kirill and Kevin Fiala both got off to kind of slow offensive yep. starts, and you were getting goals from Hartman. You were getting goals from the fourth line. You were getting nice performances from Frederick Goudreau. And now all of a sudden, those, those, that, those resources, those secondary resources have drawn out. And then guys like Fiala and Kaprizov, and, and kudos to Fiala for falling on the sword on Friday night. Good for him for having the self-awareness, as I always talk about. My guy having the self-awareness for that. But at the end of the day, when those guys then aren't scoring and those secondary resources aren't helping you either, well, now you're really stuck. Now, now, there's, now there's no way you can win a game. And the only way, the only way when those resources aren't going your way is if goaltending can bail your ass out. And right now the Wild don't have either goaltender on any type of level that can bail them out. That's where Bravo. I'm at. Exactly. Hey, you know what? I, I'm so upset that I need something that puts me in a good mood. And okay. you know what puts me in a great mood? What's that? Declan Goff. It's my chill boys. Yes. I've got them on right now. And I got to say, I, I'm a hot up top. I'm yeah. hot. I'm hot up here. Usually are. But let's just say, let's just say the chill boys have me nice and, and cool. And the great thing is, it's not just the chill boys boxers decks, as you, you can attest as well. The oh, chill yeah. boys long johns. The chill boys. Long Johns in in the Winter Classic, a game that was as cold as it gets. Tell me about your experience wearing the Long Johns. Hell, it, it, I mean, it, it, we got what Judd three to four inches of snow here in the Twin Cities overnight last night. And I'll be honest, it's it's laundry day in the golf household uh, coming up here. Yeah. And there was one pair of uh, undies left. They were the long underwear chill boys. So oh, I got yeah. up this morning, took the dog out. Dog had to go outside because I'm a puppy dad now. Pupper's got to go outside. Took them outside, and I was nice and warm because of my chill boys. And now, even after this great therapy session that you and I are have have had here in the last thirty minutes, yep. I can now rest assured knowing that I have my chill boys on, keeping me nice and comfortable and warm. Chillboys.com, chillboys.com, and and the good news too, Dak Declan Goff is my chill boys. Well, they fit really well, and I'm going to tell you exactly why. It's because I've dropped thirty plus pounds with the help from my good friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. Yes, I said weight control, not weight loss. This is not a diet place. This is not a fad diet place. This is a place <laughs> that helps you drop the weight. And then the best part, they help you keep that weight off, which so many of us struggle with. And here's the best part. You can right now get your first eight weeks for free. That's right. I did not misspeak. First eight weeks for free with the I did an eight-week challenge. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A-LIVIA.COM, L-I-V-E-A.COM. Also, as you uh, as we mentioned on the last uh, Judd's Hockey Show, we gave away a pair of uh, those uh, Minnesota State Boys Hockey Tournament tickets. We gave those away. That contest just ended, so check your emails for those winners who uh, potentially nice. won those tickets. I'm looking for a Minneapolis school made the tournament. I'm trying, I might actually go down on Wednesday for the 8 p.m. game. The coach, Joe Diedzik. Yeah, who who was a who was a city conference star back in the days when a young Judd Zolgad was taking box scores 
at the Star Tribune on wow. Friday nights. Wow. Joe D-Z-I-E-D-Z-I-C. I still remember having to spell that because that kid was a complete stud. And yes, congrats. So so he got the co-op, the entire thing mm-hmm. in the state tournament. This That's is awesome. the first this is actually the first time in forever that I'm excited about a class A thing. Yeah, it's it's literally like phenomenal. ordinarily I, I don't like the tournament. I love the double no, A, but the, the, I like this. This is a great story. The gal, the the, the, the girlfriend, the Earth family, they're all Montemidi people, so they're all fired up for those Zephyrs. But you know what? I'm pulling for my Minneapolis here. I'm pulling for be. a public school. I'm not pulling for these damn Zephyrs. I'm pulling no. for a nice public school. So it's turning it's a great time. Story. And by the way, those tickets were uh, were brought to you by Channel 45 TV, which is the official home for the MSHSL tournament. Watch them exclusively on 45 TV, 45. Starting on Wednesday. Okay, so the last thing is this, and this is where I'm inclined to agree with you about your goaltending take. I do feel like the if this team is, I even hate to talk about this, but let's just go down the path of mentally fragile. Okay, they're mentally fragile, yeah. mentally weak. Take, take your pick. I don't even care what we call it. Um, I think the surest way to trigger that is soft goals. So like you lose a face off that can be that can hurt you can recover right yep I'd like a big defenseman cuz um you know Merrill in my opinion not playing well Goligoski continues to struggle I'd like a big defenseman but I think I think what rips your gut out like what just kills you is go. when Jason Robertson who's a good enough player without getting help right he's a good player yeah and and Dallas is up at that point in time, what, one, two, three to one. So the game is the game is certainly reachable to get back in, but the next goal is absolutely huge. And he moves into your zone and takes a shot that is just a one of the mill shot. Like he's basically trying to get the puck on net. My guess is to like create a rebound potentially. It certainly does not look like a what we like to call high danger chance. <laughs> And it goes right through Capo. That rips your gut out. Yeah, man. And 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 I mean, when Kaprizov scored that that second goal late in the third period, Kaprizov. didn't you Im- immediately flash back to this game is tied if that if Capo um, doesn't give up an atrocious goal? So that's why I'm inclined to agree with your take on of all the things. If you really think this team is just sort of mentally in trouble, you can't have goaltenders allowing big juicy rebounds and i know it's a tough position i understand that but in that goal that goal is just a terrible goal it's it's quarterbacks and goaltenders the are the only two positions for my money in sports that can overcome everything else not working for you because because they hold so much true to the vest and i will say the volatility for goaltending is a lot different than than quarterbacks and of course it's not the most perfect situation but whenever you see uh you know we just talked about losing faceoffs, right? And you lose a face. Ah, dang it. Well, you got a goalie that can make a big save for you. You get hit. You get your noggin rocked, right? You get, someone takes a big lick against the boards. You got a goaltender that can bail you out. You're, the officials, they're calling cross-checks and ticky-tack stuff, and you're getting whacked and hacked, and you're not getting calls. Your goaltending can save you. Yep. I, as much as I love the idea of Claude Giroux, or even getting more size, and even seeing people on our YouTube comments section, by the way, hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment, um, saying bring back Carson Soucy. From Seattle, he's a nice size guy. You can bring him. Look, Carson Soucy's a nice player. Claude Giroux's a nice player. Thomas Hurdle is a damn good player that would make your offense better. They're not playing goal. 
Yeah. They're not they're not the goalie. They're not the ones that are allowing five goals a night. And right now the Wilds goaltending is just atrocious. Yep. They need they need better goaltending. And what is is the old cliche? Your best penalty killer is goaltender. Your goaltender. Yes, sir. And 10 power play goals against in the last 7 games is in no way shape or form. Yeah, acceptable. And so. there and there was, you know, last thing here, there there was conflicting reports, you know, that Mark Andre Fleury potentially wanted to stay in Chicago and there's other ones that saying no, teams are pursuing him. I will say Mark Andre is definitely a, a weirder guy. Um he even didn't he almost didn't even go to Chicago when Vegas moved him this last summer. Mm-hmm. I I have a pretty good feeling because also, and you talked about this, the geographic reason makes a little sense. Um, and he's up there in age, yeah. Like, is Mark andre Fleury at the level he even maybe was last year? Probably not. Maybe not. But I feel a hell of a lot better with him in net over the two options Minnesota's been deploying over this whole season, not just the last few weeks. And, and keep in mind, too, if you bring in the flower, okay? I love the flower. One is, one is you are taking him out of a cesspool. Because, make no mistake, with all of the things that have gone around the Blackhawks, it's a cesspool right now. Mm-hmm. So one is you're taking him from a really probably, not probably, a lost situation and transplanting him, him into to a team that, that is a very viable playoff contender. The other thing, too, is, and this shouldn't be the case, but it is. If Marc-Andre Fleury, in a week from now, starts the game for the Wild Declan, you know what you're going to get? You're going to get a residual uptick from everybody. Because right now, I, I mean, when you talk about, like, if we break this down, when the head coach admits that his team is mentally weak, he is basically saying we need to change something to, to change that. Yep, and sure. and if, you, if, if you're about to drop the puck with the start of a game or for the start of the game and you look and the flowers in goal, I guarantee you it's going to provide a jump that you don't get right now. If you look and it's cam Talbot or Capo, it's that simple. Yes, sir. And I I don't think that's excusable. I don't think that's good, but if we're going to deal with the reality of what is going on here, um, I think it's true. And to your point from before, and I agree completely with this, I just don't think you can punt on the, this team i'm starting to see don't make moves it won't matter i i don't think you can punt i'll, I'll just I'll, I'll text him right now bill garen on the phone right there oh, I'll, I like I'll send it. him a message can, can, we get, can we get the flower yeah. billy declan from jhs yep. your favorite yep, that's good yeah, I'm podcast sure i'm sure he'll respond judd says hello i'm sure he'll respond he tell him judd is disgusted that. tell him judd is panicked flower tell him judd doesn't agree with dino's um hey like? it'll all be fine a surly let me tell you right now dean Dean, the sky is falling, okay? That big blue thing coming crashing down, that's the sky. Let's do what we can to stave off that, okay? All right, I'm done with ranting. Take us home. I'm I'm through here. All right, Mackie and Judd back until full strength, Mackie and Judd. It was, uh, you know, speaking of tandems, Judd Zolgad and I weren't just 1A, 1B. We were 1A, 1B. We were power play point men. We were penalty killers. We were, we were, we were running four lines and playing all facets of the game last week on Score North. Well, let me tell you, the hockey whisperer has recharged a little bit after a nice needed vacation, and now we are back at full strength on Monday. And you know what? I'm bringing a pie chart tomorrow, a pie chart of blame for this Minnesota Wild. Oh, I like that. I'm going to bring a pie, little, little 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 tease for tomorrow and a little tease for the group text to you and Bill here in just a little bit. I like I'm going to bring a little pie chart of blame Love to, the, to the show tomorrow. Uh, so hit the subscribe button right here, and I'll see download the Score North app. And one uh, final housekeeping thing. We are aware 
Mackie and Judd is not showing up on the Apple podcast feed. We're, we're working on it. Unfortunately, it's it's out of our control. It's still not on there? It's, it's those damn gremlins at Apple. We're working What's on it. What's going on at Apple? Where's, where's the guy that the, the runs it? What's it, it Bill it, Gates? It, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, let me ask Bill Aaron if he maybe knows a guy from there, too. Why don't uh, you text Bill Gates? Just say Billy. In the meantime, download the Score North app because you can listen to our shows or watch them right here on our YouTube channel. So we have other means yeah. to watch them, but we're working on it, so we appreciate it. Yeah. For Judd, I'm Declan Goff. We appreciate you guys. Mm-hmm. Pass shoot score. He knows he once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down on the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn his inner secrets with Embark, the highest rated dog DNA test. Unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA. That's DNA to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.